0: dog notebook podcast a podcast featuring the stories trips afield and legacies that are left following great gun dogs and classy bird dogs i'd like to thank my sponsor the pride dog food for their excellence in performance dog nutrition and orvis for allowing me the written platform for my outdoor writing i'd also like to thank the other friends and contributors that make this gun dog community such a great thing. Thanks for listening. This is the next episode of the Gun Dog Notebook, hosted by Darrell Smith. Okay, so we are on the air, guys, with Hunter and Hope from All In Kennels. How are y'all?
1: Good, how are you? Good, day. how are you?
0: Oh, I'm great. It's a lazy day. Like I was just saying, it's a lazy day down here. Totally missed out on going duck hunting, but I'll pick that back up when I get a chance. Um yeah, so you guys, you guys, you guys. First of all, it's it's definitely an honor that y'all are even, you know, representing for the Gun Dog Notebook. I definitely appreciate that. And at the moment, the the All In Kennels hat has been my favorite thing. So we got that thing flipped backwards, and we rocking and rolling.
2: <laughs> yeah, right, we got you like.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. So how? Let's talk about where you guys are right now. Um, and what some of the goals and, and what your experiences have been like, because you guys are in Nebraska right now, correct?
2: Currently on the way back, so we uh, left that this morning.
0: Okay. So what, tell, tell, tell me about the trip. How did it go? So the
1: trip was nice. Um, it was definitely a little bit out of our element compared to, to Kansas because we took a trip to Kansas a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of different elements that we had to battle that we weren't really expecting. Um, The biggest one being the hills and the foot or two foot
0: snow that we had to tread through. Really?
1: that was, yeah, so that was a little bit different um, than what we had experienced in the past. But nonetheless, it was still challenging but fun.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, it, was, it was a it was different atmosphere, and so we were in Kansas. We were looking mainly for quail and, and pheasants. Uh, going to uh, Nebraska, our main target was sharp-tailed uh, grouse. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew it can be a little bit different terrain, a little different uh, territory, um, and the, the areas we went to we kind of had to hunt a little bit differently, uh, which made it made it more enjoyable and, and provides a, a learning experience for. Future trips, um, so it's, it's always good to kind of learn about, about different areas and uh, get to encounter different uh, different types of birds and seeing how they kind of, the have the bays that they reside in and uh, the diet that they are in, you know, that they're feeding on you know, kind of give you a better, get a better idea of where they're going to be at during the
3: day during the afternoon.
0: Okay, okay. So, when you were saying the, you essentially, you guys essentially had to switch up your strategy, right? So, how oh, do yeah. you... How do you guys, or how are you guys, used to traditionally hunting, and what were some of the things that changed it up, and, and when did you figure out that y'all had to change it up?
1: Um, we knew pretty uh, soon into the trip that we were gonna have to put together a different strategy, and that's what we always kind of talk about whenever whenever we set out in the beginning of the day. We're like, okay, strategically, what can we do better? Um, and something that we picked up pretty quick. Pretty quickly on with that, uh, sharp tails, uh, especially later on in the season, like we were going, um, they get smart. And even uh, we, we tried public land, we even were invited to do hunt some private land. Um, mm-hmm. They're smart, they're smart birds at the end of the season. So we knew that we couldn't just go out there and hunt like we normally do. We had a little, Had to be a little bit more strategic about, when we crested the hill, just making sure to really scan and see what we could see um, and then run the a little bit differently, too. Um, we didn't really get solid points on the shark tails because uh, they get up and they, they fly pretty quickly. So uh-huh. it, took, uh, it took some maneuvering to get close enough to get a shot on. I think that's something that every hunter kind of battles, whether, you know, it's quail, pheasant, or shark tail. But um, that was definitely something that we had to overcome.
3: Yeah, and it's,
1: it's uh, interesting
2: to look at we're kind of talking about this earlier
3: uh, the, the difficulty of each state Mm-hmm. Um, so I just talked about earlier. We went to Kansas two weeks ago. It was
2: a really great trip. But the one thing that made it really really nice is that it was very easy, easy to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um so Kansas is all in blocks. They're a mile by mile. Their roads are dissected in the whole the whole state is about. Right. Um, so it's really easy to find those walking areas leads to uh, to to find different areas to hunt. And kind of ride around. And you can go two hours down the road and have. You know, 11 places to, that, to hunt there, uh, which made it very nice. So if you wanted to hunt more beds or more quail, well, you just wanted that, that particular area of the state. Right. Uh, we get to hunt birds. birds. Um, then looking at Nebraska, Nebraska has really big chunks of land. So they have national forests. Uh, we were in Valentine, so we had the, the, the Valentine National Forest, uh, the Kelvin National uh, Forest over here too. too. Um, so they're, they're really big areas to kind of go in. And then you you, you kind of you kind of get a game plan before you can take the trip. So weeks in advance, you're your laying out places that you can hunt, you know, about how far it is from from your place you're staying at, all these different things. But once you get out there, it's just a whole different element of where to actually go, uh, and where to actually find birds. Um, so it, it definitely provides a more more of a challenge. Um, plus, one of the kind of in order to really figure out the state and the places to go, it's okay, Different, different areas, different in order to really gain a, a
0: about going into state. Right, right. And I think that's interesting to... Uh, it's an interesting point to bring up because I have every intention, uh, especially getting this new pointer uh, come into February. I'm going to have to make those same types of adjustments that you guys have. And, you know, I think a lot of it has so much to do with literally traveling different types of terrain and putting your dogs um on various types of birds because at the end of the day like you know you guys can sit down and have a whole strategy have a whole game plan and and definitely maneuver but at the end of the day the birds are are what's going to uh teach the dog i mean ultimately and so I'm curious to know, did any of your dogs start to did you notice them start to adjust or, or you know, kind of pick up on certain little things on their own?
2: Yeah, definitely. So, um so so one thing that was that was nice, like my my youngest puppy Hunt, like you know, we were talking about in the earlier podcast this summer. Um so so you know, then he was he was just a puppy. He was, you know, mm-hmm. doing fun little games with him. Um, and now he's almost he's he actually turned eight, eight months tomorrow, um, but he's getting that thing where he's he's figuring out the game just, just a little bit. You know, he's not quite, you know, understand exactly what he's supposed to do.
3: Mm-hmm. But he's getting it. And so. You know, we would we would have him out running around, um, and you you kind of want to
2: see is your is your dog just is he, is he hunting, or is he either just kind of running? Right. Well. Um, so you know, it, it's nice when you, when, you know, when I have the puppy out there. If he's
3: running and running, running, and then you know some some pretty birds get up and mm-hmm. they fly off, you see him just stop. You know he's he's dead on the flush. Obviously, you know he's 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 learning, mm-hmm. um, but it's nice to see that
2: because he, he understands that hey that bird's flying, um, and I can't I'm not supposed to chase that bird. Right. Um, so you know, not the flush, but we we've, we've kind of uh, started to introduce him just a little bit uh, to kind of give him. Really steady on that plush, and he's he's, he's he's doing really well with it, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But it's something that we that we're we've we been we, it's nice to see him actually start to put it together in the field, right? Uh, and then
3: also giving him that bird contact. So whether he points a bird or not, um, giving that ability to find to find a bird
2: is, is the prime thing we want to do for trips like this. So we right. we were on a mountain one day and saw a group of like probably 10 sharp shells get up. Well, he wasn't in the area, but we got him to where they were. He went down there searching. Well, he bumped a bird. Uh, bird flew off, but instead of chasing that bird, he stopped. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where it's, the, the wheels are starting to turn, and he's starting to really understand that, hey, okay, yeah, I messed up right here, but I'm still not, I'm not supposed to chase that bird. Right. Um, so it's, it's always nice to see that turn on, and, and then I'll, I'll see our older dog come. Kind of Continue to to, to improve and, and kind of figure out and, and craft their uh, their hunting style. Uh, it's very nice. It's kind of you know, if we're hunting pheasants, we'll hunt uh, we we'll hunt one uh, of female because she has a little closer. Mm-hmm. Right? If we're in an area with more quail, we'll hunt my uh, my older dog because he's he'll got to get out the cover ground and hold those birds down. So different dogs do different do better in different terrains and different areas.
0: Uh so if we have some bigger dogs and, and put the best best dog on the best areas is the key key part of hunting. Okay. All right. So and and for my listeners, you know, what I really appreciate that you guys are doing is knowing what dogs to hunt where. That's important and I hadn't even really thought about that because I only got one right now, but you know dogs have their strengths and weaknesses and it's it's very good as a trainer of course you know I would expect that you know knew that but again that's why I like what you guys do so much is because y'all pay attention to the finer details of what's going to make the hunt most efficient and most productive um what's also you know very interesting to me is you know you're you're putting some miles on those dogs, and I know I've hunted Kansas, and I know that you had to let those dogs range a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, but you can't do that in Nebraska. <laughs> it's
2: tough. Like we were, um, we were hunting pheasants
3: yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my older dog he's 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 got a high job. Mm-hmm. Um But pheasants run, you know they they run, they don't hold. Uh, so when
2: he gets out there, he's gonna flush up really far out there, or they're gonna just run out in front of his point. Right. And so it's, it's, you gotta be able to know, you gotta be able to keep your dog within that range. So you know, what, what I would do,
0: what I learned to do, is um, if we were one cutting the tree line, uh huh, I
2: would let him hunt in that tree line, up beside it, run those birds up. About every 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 time, you got about 20 yards to 30 yards in front of me. I kind of call him back, right? And 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 some dogs you can't create that yo-yo effect where you you they all they do is they want to come back. Dude. You right. they run out, they come back. You can't create that. But see, I, I, I know uh, in my older dog Cooper that he he has such a such a job to get out there uh, a lot. Uh, that no matter how much you call him back, he's gonna keep wanting to get out there. Uh, so you know I call him back for uh, he'll go thirty yards. I call him back and he'll we kind of keep pushing those birds up gradually uh, and then by the time we get to the end, you know, we're, we're in shotgun range, Yeah. And I just let him go in there, you know, and, and
3: that way he's, he's getting those birds up and out uh, and then, you know, we're able to shoot. Uh nice thing about
2: yesterday is uh, Cooper he, he pointed those birds and so we knew there were birds there uh, and a lot of times, you know, I, I already knew that those pheasants were, were going to Break out in floods. Uh, so, it just as he pointed, we'd get up there to where, where he was and, and flush him out. I Either mean, I flush him out or I let him flush him out uh, so we can shoot him. Right. Uh, and so it, it, it works out. with dogs and kind of know where their strengths are uh, and kind of be able to range the in to push them out this area. Uh, it's a good tactic to have.
1: Right. I, I think the versatility is nice. Too, because especially when you're a more experienced dog, because we mostly train, um, we mostly train for quail or quail-type scenario, but um, once you have a dog that's pretty steady on the flesh and shot, um, you can really start making and using that dog for versatile scenarios. So with Cooper, we know that he's relatively steady on uh, on quail, but with Pheasant, we know that he's at a point where, I mean, you always have a chance of a, ruining a dog, but knows it, he knows in his head that he needs to be steady, but he also knows that if he's on a pheasant, and they know the difference between, you know, different types of birds, so mm-hmm. if he's on a
3: pheasant,
1: he, um, he, knows, he knows what his job is at that point, um, so if he is in a, in a distance where he can flush him up, he knows his job, and he knows it well, and he'll get those birds up and out of there. So, okay. that, that way, we have a successful hunt, and he has a successful
0: There, there you successful. go. There you go. Yeah. I uh, I'm just really impressed at you know you guys as progress because you know all in kennels is is fairly new you know fairly new and I mean you guys are are you know models for the upland industry I think um, that you guys just really do a good job in monitoring that and and really training and setting these dogs up no matter obviously you drove to Nebraska so it doesn't really matter to you guys how far you have to go to put these dogs in you know good scenarios to find birds you know oh, yeah it, it takes that definitely. type of commitment man definitely when I was when I was going through
2: school I was, I was involved in the America uh, organization and uh, one of the things that my advisor would always tell me is that you always want to put you know your students or kids in the best position to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have have to stay for our dogs, you know, if we're, if we're going to go somewhere, you know, we got to make sure we got, we got to do the best we can to put them on birds, uh, and, and, and kind of give them that, give them that confidence level. Right. Um, and at the same time, we have to train them while they down, when they get opportunity to get that bird on. Right. So they know what to do, uh, and they're, you know, they're able to support that bird, we can shoot it down, and then they get, the, they get the reward for, for retrieving that bird. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's very nice to, to, to be able to, to train um, to for them to succeed, you know. Right. Uh, and like I said, we're fairly new. Uh, and the biggest thing for us is to, is to get our dogs to a, to a level that uh, we want them to, to be at. Uh, obviously, we are up to train, and we want to how other clients' dogs to train. Um, but we know that, you know, a lot of people that, that look for training, they're going to look at your
0: dogs first. Right. Um, we want our dogs to be top notch, you know,
3: doing everything that they're supposed to do. Now uh, when you bring your dog to us,
2: you know what, what product you're going to get out uh, coming to us. You know, we, we our, our name is all in, uh, and we, we do that because we really put everything we have towards our dogs. You know, I, I, I feel like if you have a dog, you've got to dedicate time to that dog. You know, whether, it, um, you know, whether you make it the best dog or not. You you got that dog. You you owe it to them to be the best best person to, to take care of them uh, and to to give them the uh, potential to be to be a bird dog you
0: know, to do what they love. Yeah. Um, and so I, that's one thing.
2: That's one mindset that we take to the, to our dog training. You know, is just to, to do the best we can because we know they're going to give us their best. Uh, yep. And if, yep. I agree. We can, we, we're very happy about that can't complain about that you know, you sometimes get caught up in wanting to just shoot birds all the time but you know being able to go out to Nebraska and, and watch your dogs cover a hill filled you know covered with snow you um, know taking all the sights and just watching them grow up you know that that really makes the trip worthwhile the birds are an extra incentive to go but you to, know to see them kind of grow up and right in front of you is, is really nice.
1: right Going off that, and what Hunter just said um, about you know wanting to kind of you know separate ourselves from people just a little bit by putting as much time and effort that we can into our dogs, or you know for them to be the best that they can be, and the role we were talking about earlier about watching your dogs grow up, taking your dogs out and putting them on wild birds. um, That I feel like every time you take them out, they just step up one level, and you see you see that learning curve that they have. and I think that there's so much importance to that because you can train, train, train all that you want to, but you're never going to have the bird exposure um, like you will when you take your dog and hunt them on wild birds because they're so different than what you train with. and ten, Ten-raised birds and whatnot. So I feel like, um, especially what we're trying to do, you know, us being new but still taking two trips out west just this fall and winter, um, I feel like is very important and vital for the dogs and their... Uh,
0: their learning stage that they're in now and I feel like that's really going to be a big benefit for them in the long run and for us as well. Right, right. I think that's important um, and, you know, I, I, I can even align with that so I spent a great deal of time myself uh, this season trying to get my dog on as many wild bird situations even if we produced or didn't produce any birds just getting, them, getting my dog um into a situation where it forces him to think. You see what I'm saying? Like, pin birds are great. They're awesome. We, we love them to death and use them for training. But, you know, when you guys get out there and you guys are, are getting into field trialing and hunt testing and things like that, I would like to think that the wild birds make that dog way more proficient uh, and prepared for a field trial hunt test type situation. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that and, and hope you said it well. I mean, you know, you have to, you have to be considerate of what those situations are. Um, and you know, I, I have so much faith in you guys, like I said, because it, it, it and Hunter, as much as I talk to you, there's a, there's a good fine line between how often you guys put your dogs on. Trainer birds and how often you guys put into wild birds and it seems, you know, this year that you guys have just really, really, really been hitting it hard, and and most people can't say that they even have the opportunity to do that, you know. Right, you know, it's,
2: it's your training uh, this summer going into going into the fall. Um, I, I I love hunt tests. I love uh, the AKC. Uh, they're, they're they're great tests to train train towards. Yep. And our goal is to eventually you know, get senior hunters and master hunters. Um, we're, also, we're also training for, for that wild bird experience um, so, that, so that we can go out there and hunt with our dogs. So, uh, you know, I, I got into the sport because I love to hunt. Uh, and then I began to love the sport because of the dogs. Um, so being able to watch them work uh, is it, it, very nice. And so you know, we put all that time training them because we knew that that basic foundation is what that dog is going to go back to, whether it's a pen-raised bird or a wild bird. In this size, they see a bird, um, and they know that, okay, when I was, we were training a couple months ago. Dad got on to me because I chased that bird. I can't chase this bird next, next time. Right. Um, and they, they put it all together. They really do. It's like, uh, I use a launcher. I love a launcher.
3: And, I, and I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm still learning how to, uh,
2: I'm still learning how to, uh, how to, I, I know how to read my dog, uh, but you know sometimes they kept thin, and you don't, you don't know it every single time. Right. Um, so they, they start going on that bird, and I, and then you, you don't flush it in time, and then they are either on top of that bird, or uh, you, you flush it later, something like that. Uh, now launches are amazing. Uh, right. And they, they 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 improved that training so much. But it's also nice to have a wild bird out there where you don't have to tell it, flush that dog smells, it doesn't stop. It, it doesn't, it's it has it gone, you know. Right. And that's one of those things like, okay, hey, we didn't have to do anything there. That that bird got it up and it, it, it got out of there and now we have a dog that's standing steady cause it flushed that bird on accident, It didn't mean to. Um, but it just it got that it got that education to say, Hey, mm-hmm. You didn't smell that bird. That bird saw you. It got up. And now you're, you know, um, and so it's it, it's nice to be able to to go have that training training situation, go right into the hunting situation, and see it connect with that dog. Wow. Um, and so you know, we put the time into it just because we want the best for our dog. And like I said, so you know, we when it's hot in that summertime, the only thing you can do is wake up at five o'clock in the morning, and get everything ready to go as soon as hits daylight, you can get a dog out there, and get it done, and then, we start to warm up. You go in, and you, you know, you're putting dogs, up, giving them water, letting them rest out, and relax the rest of the day during that hot sun. Right. Um, you got. You got to get there every day. If you, you aren't, somebody else is. So, uh, yep. You know, we, we want to be able to have that experience, to have that that uh, that motive going towards everything that we do. You know, we we strive to to earn our job. Obviously, you know, we, we're, we're trainers, but you know, we, we have to ask ourselves every day. we you know what. What makes us uh, incredible to train these dogs, train other dogs, and uh, and I think that's our dedication and, <laughs> and our motivation. For, uh, just for uh, thank you. All the time. So yeah, we, we love it. We, uh, we want to do everything we got to, and you know, we get get in the summertime. We're hoping to get maybe one or two dogs in to really put
0: yep. put our training on
2: their, on them dogs and, then, and be able to show others that hey, you know, we we put this much time into your dogs. Putting our dog, if not
0: more, um, and so we we look forward to to the future, and we're hoping that uh, it'll all it'll all work out, as we know it will. Okay, well, I and and I know it will. You know, you, you guys got me all fired up and stuff like that, and and if I wasn't catching a sinus cold, <laughs> I'd be out there right now. I <laughs> know oh, I hear that. I am like over it, but. um <laughs> So let me let me ask you guys this: what? And and Hunter, I had you on the podcast a, a little bit of a minute ago. What has been something that you guys have learned since the last time that we had um, that we had a conversation on the podcast? Is there anything that kind of sticks out to you? Uh, I'd say the biggest thing is, is to
2: try not to overload ourselves. Uh, so like we you know we we. We want to do all that we can you know, with the kennels, obviously, uh, but also uh, to get back to the upland um, hunting and the, and the conservation efforts. So, you know, on one end of the kennel, we have our training portion. we have get our dog, uh, get you know, another another client dog in. You know, we're training those dogs to be do the best that we can. But we also cognitive of the fact that uh, that younger generation that's coming up doesn't get that opportunity to to hunt wild birds or to have that exposure to to the outdoor lifestyle yeah. uh, and, and being able to really get out to them is something that we want to do um, and with that we got we have to find a uh, defined line of balance in those two to be able to provide the, the most efficient uh, methods to both so they so, so both areas can, can, can thrive be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I started the like, welfare chapter here on some campus. In order to build that awareness in the Upstate of South Carolina on well management, well conservation, um, and and I want that to be just as big as the
3: kennel because you know that that's a portion that'll feed the others that want to get a bird
2: dog or uh, or whatever you know if that's something that um, will we'll, we'll maybe construct that passion in someone else. Um, and, and, and as well as that, you know, we're working on another area that we're to, kind of trying to fill out in, in and see if everything yeah, I mean lined up uh, to reach the only race. So, finding the fine lines and to balance all that and, and, and get it all where we want it to be um, is, is, a, is a challenge we want everything to be, to be great We be successful to help everyone. Um, so, I mean think that's, that's probably the biggest thing that we've learned is that, you know, as much as we want to do, we kind of have to nail down, okay, this is what we're going to do, this one, finalize it all, get a, get a, get a calendar scheduled out that way we can be on top of whatever is coming up and to be able to really, um, really, really plan for it and, and provide a great event or a great training method or whatever it may be.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Her. I hope you got anything. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. I sitting here thinking as Hunter was talking, but I really have to agree with him. Um, being, you know, starting out as a young kennel, I think, um, just like you was saying, it's so important to have... vision but a clear vision because I think it's so easy to get overwhelmed by um, so many things and I, Hunter and I, we both bounce ideas back and forth all the time. We have great ideas but uh, I think we really have an opportunity here starting out young, you know we're both are young and our channel is young as well, um, to really make an impact and a change and I think it's important to kind of nail down the uh, the specific things that we're really interested in um, to make an impact and uh, the thing that's unique about us is, um, yes, we are young, but we have an opportunity to reach um, children or youth that are just a little bit younger than us. But I know that they look up to us and they can relate to some of the things that we're interested in. Um, because we just a bit older than them, but we can share some of our experiences that are relevant. All the training time that they need. And we added a we added a fourth uh, to our addition here recently, so we have, we have four dogs now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's sorry. I'm kind of spillthy. <laughs> 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 but, uh, <laughs> but we're gonna have four, so um, I think you know,
3: keeping that happy
1: balance between our dogs, my dogs, and the outreach is extremely important.
0: to us. Okay. So are you are you guys bringing in another German Shorthair? and I are getting um, English pointers.
3: Mm-hmm. Yay.
0: Uh, so you know the trash talk is coming y'all's way as soon as I pick up that pup. That's fine.
2: You know, you'll be, you'll be out there and that dog will be a thousand yards away and you like, I can't really see it. <laughs> <be> okay. <laughs> 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 it's okay. It's okay. I heard that you were getting an English pointer. I said, oh, he went over. Oh, what did I say? I said, <laughs> I, said, I said, oh, he went over to
1: the dark side. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it'll it it will be fun, um, and I'm excited for you guys to get y'all's dogs because you know before I I settled on that pointer, I was looking y'all's way for a pup. <laughs> uh-huh. you
3: okay. <laughs> but
0: you know what? You know what though? You know what? One of these days, I will say one of these days I can see myself having a short hair. Not now,
3: yes. but <laughs> one of these days.
0: <laughs> Yeah, i have the English corner. (laughs) You'll (laughs) see. Look, that is funny. Well, um, Rich definitely went over to the dark side too. So we are getting—it's funny. We're getting dogs that are literally traced back to Snakefoot bloodlines, both of ours. So he's getting a boy. I'm getting a girl. So you—I mean i'm sorry i'm getting a boy he's getting a girl so you know we've already started putting ideas together
3: oh i'm yeah, sore. sure i'm sure of it <coughs> you know, we, uh, when i used to work when i used to work at the, uh, the recommended kennel they they have a, you know they they've got a bunch of uh they're awesome dogs yeah they're they really they really can get out there and, uh, and find those birds so it, it you know they're they're all
2: good at their own little their own little uh you know, it's kinda of like a truck, you know, you got four Chevy Dodge and right. Dodge and, and, and They're all good they're all great at one thing, so you know, you, you really can't go go wrong uh with a lot of those English Born is just one of the one of those dogs really high up on those uh, high on the list. We've yeah. looked at getting one of those for, uh, for a little while so maybe one, one of these days we'll We'll get down there and, uh, and get one of those, too. But, uh, uh, okay. Right now, the short the treat is treated pretty good, we can't, can't go back to them right now.
0: Hey, look, I understand. Well, I've and I always said that I would... I'm always going to have a lab. Always. Um, yeah. Ruger has definitely uh, really impressed me, and... My long term goal is to hopefully keep breeding off a of Ruger, and so like when I'm good, like eighty, ninety years old, still running dogs, yeah. I can say I got like a 12th generation Ruger or something like that.
3: Yeah, how yeah. about <laughs> that? That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, like that's I'm I'm that's what I'm banking on. So. <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> we kinda, we were
3: talking to a, a, talking to a friend of
2: ours, you uh, we, we always talked about you always look look back at the pedigree to find what bloodlines are good and kind of where, where those dogs come from. Um, and they were kind of, they were kind of talking about, you know, eventually you kind of have to make that bloodline. You know? yep. so, so our goal, uh, you know, we'll now will be, you know, have a, we're hoping to have a great bloodline down the road. we, you know, we got our four dogs right now that we're eventually going to look into breeding and kind of get that, get that going and, and you produce a, a really good dog for a lot of people. Um, so, but we want to keep that keep that trait going, and, and we think that as long as we can put uh, the work and time into those dogs, that eventually we'll have a bloodline that, that some may look for um, and, and kind of go go towards that bloodline and, and really really want something from our dogs. So uh, you know, you, looking back in those pedigrees is it, great, and we, we really I, I I haven't been as big of a pedigree person as I probably should be. Yeah. Um, but I I really rely a lot on. Uh, what you do when that puppy's young, and kind of how you start it out, because you can make a really good, really good dog that's really good has a has a strong pedigree. You can make a uh, you can make a really bad in the heart because you do the wrong things. Yep. You can make a dog that doesn't have a great pedigree on them, really good. And you put time into them. So you um, know, I look at it and I, and I hear other talk, and every every time you go to a breed, they tell you how great their dogs are, and not, and they they are great. Uh, but looking at how how you what you can do to. To bring that grit out of that dog uh, is, is really the key part of, of, of getting that puppy. Yeah. Uh, so we're excited yep. to continue to continue that and really just hone in on uh, what we can do to make these dogs great and and uh, hopefully get a bloodline that, that some people look for down the road. Okay.
0: All right. Well, I'm here for it, guys. I'm here for it. So before we before we round up, because I know hope in the back cracking up. I hear you. <laughs> Um, so now now let's get to the the superficial parts of hunting what about bird harvest did you guys bring anything back that you that you were just like really surprised about or anything
2: i'm uh, not surprised about so we um <clears throat> we got one sharp tail. uh so we ended up so that so that same time we got sowing that the a the big cubby plush yeah chin, uh we went down in that, in that same bottom and um, pup, my, my puppy flushed one up and stopped flush. Well, when he did that, I was about it, I was in range then, and um, another one about 15 yards to the left of him flushed up and um, shot that one. So we got a sharp tail, got got him to get a retrieve on there, and, um, which is which is awesome to, for, for your young dog to have that natural instinct to, to retrieve birds. Actually, I, you didn't have to do anything for it. So, so we got that sharp tail, and then well, we shot a few pheasants too, and he got another retrieve on those. And uh, our oldest one, Cooper, got some retrieves and got some points. And, uh, so we, it was it was a good time. It was, it was a good hunt. We were able to bring back some birds, and you uh, know we got some from Kansas too. So we're, we're looking to have a little uh, a little Christmas dinner one day and have some birds on the grill and uh, and have some have a good time. My dad has one of those green eggs, but he loves.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Look, y'all doing it right now.
1: got all kind of
0: Oh yeah. Well, well I know that you guys are doing it right. I um I'm I'm actually excited. Let me know how that sharp tail tastes, man. I've never had it before.
2: Yeah we will. We will. Yeah. I, I haven't had it either. We went, we went to Montana last year, but uh face we didn't get to quite taste the birds. So uh we're hoping to, to really get a good idea of how the sharp tail and the pheasant and, and all that taste. So uh we'll let you know what kind of recipes we use and and uh, how it tastes for sure. All
0: right, cool, cool, cool. Well, and and my last thing, and I'm gonna kind of, since Hope spilled the beans on y'all stuff, I'll spill a little bit of my beans. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. So, so there is a Gundog Notebook Number Two coming out.
1: Oh,
0: there's. You guys are gonna get one of the first um, copies.
1: No way. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly it's, it's,
1: right.
0: but I think I should have the first, I vote, okay, so this is the thing, and I'm, I'm real big about making sure, um, their my, my products are up to par. So, the first one was great, and I'm going to send you guys that one too, but the second one is more of a, 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 a bird dog trainer's gun dog notebook. So, it's a little bit more organized, um, okay not just blank pages, a couple of nice looking pretty photos of me in there. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, it's spiral bound and it's literally just sectioned off. So there's a, maybe a couple of articles in there and, um, there are just, you know, sections for you to record, whatever it is that you are, uh, you know, working on or training or anything. It's just a bunch of space for it. So that one will be, um, I think I should actually have the first three manuscripts today okay. like the hard copies of them and you yeah. you guys let me know how you like it um, and let me know what I may need to add to it before I go yeah. ahead and start mass producing them
2: Yeah, yeah we, always, we always look somewhere to, to to write down and record our, our data from the dogs and different different techniques in there like that would be perfect
0: yeah, that's great. Right. Thank you so much. Uh, well, you know, I I told y'all I believe in y'all, man.
3: We believe in you. We believe in you too.
0: <laughs> well, that is beat awesome, a sure. man. I um, and then y'all were out there, and y'all y'all had my Gundog notebook shirt, so you know I ran around to told my wife. I was like, look, look <laughs> <Yes>. at this. <laughs> <laughs> we,
2: we
1: bought
2: them. Just, we got to the highest point. We we the whole trip six so
1: yeah, like, we got to the highest, gym. the highest hill we could. The wind was blowing a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> so I said,
0: you know what we need to do? We need to take a picture. <laughs> and said, okay, so we went out there and got one for you. Well, look, I appreciate it, and you know that picture's is gonna get uh, printed and framed in my house. So <laughs> 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 I got, look, I gotta have y'all over. Um, yeah, and. Well, we and then the last little bit of be- beans that I'm gonna spill, but ain't gonna be a whole lot. Um, Hope and Hunter and I haven't really talked to you much about it, Hope, but I know I kind of been putting um, a bead in Hunter's uh, in Hunter's oh, no. ear. There is a very good opportunity coming up. I can't say from who or where or, or anything like that, but okay. there's an opportunity coming up in February and March. That we are going to be working together, and I need y'all to to get down here and bring them dogs so we can uh, go look for some quail down here in Georgia.
3: Okay, doing, doing. Super. we love that. Fun.
1: So
0: there is a a a very good visual, We'll call it a visual experience coming up.
1: Okay, we look forward to that, and that's a lot uh, shorter of a distance than we're used to. <laughs> right
0: <laughs> well, just you know we we will uh I've been kind of passing um information back and forth to hunter, you know whenever I get it, so it's a uh I, I, I want to give so much more insight and detail, but I can't. <laughs> Uh huh. We will. We will. So you know, I appreciate you guys being out in Nebraska and getting them dogs ready, cause uh, we got we got to make it work. <laughs> no,
3: you know, we're gonna we're gonna put some, some
2: time into them and, uh this winter time too. So we're we're, we're done done playing around out west. And now we're gonna now we're gonna get back to uh, hitting the training field real hard and getting them uh, fixing some problems we saw in the field and, and, and uh continue to hone in on some of the difficult field
3: too. So right
2: so by February we should get together. We will, be ready to rock and roll
0: hopefully we even have the puppy ready to go too oh yeah all right all right all right well that's good I'm, i like to hear that man well guys it has been just a, a blast and i wanted to make sure we got some kind of a recap um on you guys' trip so you know with that uh, of course i always want to make sure we leave the listeners with something how do we find you guys do y'all have anything coming up i know there's Quell forever stuff coming up you know le- leave me with something
2: so a few things. Um, so like I said, we got the quilt coming up. We're, we're hoping uh, nothing's finalized just yet, but we're hoping to have a banquet in the January. Um, so we'll have the information out about that. So if you're in the southeast, around that South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina area, and uh, you, you want to come out and just hit us up, we'd love to have you. Okay. Uh, and well, uh, we will. Uh, for all in kennels, we are looking for starting in, in the next next year. Uh, to have a mentoring program. So uh, it'll be
3: kind of an outdoor mentoring program to where we will have, uh, we're, we're hoping to start uh,
2: at least with 10 mentors for 10 mentee students uh, and be able to provide them with some of the opportunities that, that we got as, as kids and, and get them out in the outdoors. Uh, so that's kind of in our, in our future plans as well. We talked about the best rails kind of partnering together. Um, so that's kind of in our, in our, in our eyesight too. Okay. Uh, and this, if you got any questions for us, you wanna know a little bit more about us, and let us know. we we love talking to people about dogs or whatever. Um, you can find us we're on social media with Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we've been a little bit uh out of service last week or so so we haven't had any pictures on there just just uh, this week but hoping to put some open and get back and everything like that. So, uh, you know, like I said, we're we're open for anything if anyone out there out there wants to, you know, have to train their dogs or
0: to come run dogs with us, let us know. We're to help out wherever we can. Okay. All right. Well, I am here for it, guys. Um, I'm definitely here for it. Well, you know, I want y'all to make sure y'all have a safe trip back as well. How many more hours y'all got? Uh, about nine and a half. Okay. That's not bad. That's not yeah, terrible. not bad.
2: We must be, uh, we're rolling into Kentucky tonight to a good friend of ours. We're going to his place tonight. We'll get there. We'll get there about two o'clock in the morning, uh, and then we'll probably sleep for about four hours or so, and hit the road. Uh, coming back to South Carolina probably around seven or eight in the morning. Uh, probably well, it'll be about it'll be about seven hours from his place back to back to ours. So in the afternoon tomorrow we'll be unloading, unpacking, and getting the dogs back in their kennels and resting up a little bit before we take our next next adventure.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm here for it. Well, you know, I, I hope, I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to get you on, and, um, yes. right, it, it's been, a, it's, it's been a long time coming, and of course, we're going to do more of this, um. Yes, thank you so much,
1: kind of trying to hide me
0: sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you sometimes you got to hide the best parts of everything now. <laughs> well look I'm excited to have you guys on as ambassadors And I'm am going to continue to uh, Support you guys As best as I can as, as, as Literally as best as I can And um, you know That's 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 what I got Now guys that is the end of this episode Of the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast We got Hunter and Hope um, From All In Kennels And I like to say they were all in Nebraska <laughs> I know that's that yeah, right. That right. <laughs> well all right guys we gonna wrap this up and hopefully if i can get in contact with rich we'll get a um a season recap with him or a uh louisiana recap with him as well all right guys that's the last episode of the Gun Dog notebook until the next one all right y'all stay tuned